Welcome to Come Queens. I'm Grace. I'm Charlotte. Today's episode, we talk about hashtag girl boss, hashtag CEOs, <laughs> ladies in the building. <laughs> oh. Women in power. Is it good or bad? Will it ever happen? <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a topic where there it seems like there's like just an ongoing disparity that we can't seem to catch up <laughs> right yeah we can't seem to catch up on especially in like fortune 500 companies i think there's only been about like 95 female ceos in the history of them doing like the fortune 500 top you know that whole yeah. thing where they rank everybody so that's not a lot. And current, yeah, currently there are only forty-one out of five hundred. Yeah. So that's bad. And but two black women, which is even worse. Um, but their names, I feel like I just want to shout them out. Uh, are Roz Brewer from Walgreens, Boots, which apparently there's another store called Boots that's also Boots? like owned by Walgreens. Yes. Hmm. Um, and then um. Tashonda Brown uh, Duckett, who works for TIAA, which is a financial services organization. But yeah, so the disparity is is not great. Yeah, and, and I think in, in 2017, uh, Ursula, great name, Ursula Burns was the CEO for Xerox, Xerox from 2009 to 2017. She was the only African-American to serve as a CEO for a for Fortune 500 company. Like ever? Yeah. Oh my god. So So, yeah, and I I feel like just the general structure of like corporate, corporate America. Yeah, I think fucked. I think that's sort of like where the, this problem starts. Mm -hmm. I I got into it with the first company that I worked for when I was out of college and they were not a publicly traded company. It was family owned and it was very like I would argue with them all the time about golf because they did all their business over golf and I was trying to Isn't stop. that, that's like the classic thing too. That's a classic bit you see in movies and everything. Yeah, and they like, and I mean, so it was literally like the good old boys club, mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, there are still golf courses where women aren't allowed to play and I mean. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't think women can play at Augusta, which is where the big, I'm pretty sure. What? Um. Yeah, and so. That's crazy. It's so, I mean, it's been historically like just for white men. Um, and yeah. so like when you make golf the sport of business, I mean, it's not even, well, I don't know, I get people upset, but you I are going to get people upset. I don't count it as a sport. Man, Tiger Woods' body is wrecked because <laughs> of golf. Well, in that car <laughs> In multiple cars. <laughs> but, um, no, no, no. but, um. <laughs> Yo, his knees are fucked No, but, but like, I. I mean, not in the sense that like the people who I knew who were playing it, I were, weren't peak fitness. Um, but they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but um, do they yeah. have like beer carts that drive up to you too? Yes. Yeah. And so and I so I chose. They had we had like a company retreat, and there was an option. You could either do a spa day or a golf or choose golf. Oh shit! And if you fucking miss out on golf, you're missing out on on business, everything. right? Yep. So I do golf. Networking. I was, it was you did it. It was terrible. Did you and have an outfit? I was I had an outfit and then I ruined it because I fell in mud 
and oh, it was rookie it was, mistake. But I would like I would fight them about that all the time because I'm like you're just automatically excluding people. And right. then I got sent to like they they had this thing called Foundations of Leadership where mm. they they chose people to go to this class at the corporate headquarters, and I had to spend a week in Atlanta, which I thought was going to be cool. Right, it was not cool at all because you're stuck in a hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was like in a suburb. Like it wasn't there was nowhere I would have had to drive an hour away just to um do anything yeah that's lame atlanta is fucking huge too uh yeah so if you're not in the right area you're kind of fucked so i um so yeah i went ahead and like asked them in the class they had us all when we first started they did the myers-briggs with us Mm -hmm. and i came back as an enfp and then i was like then they showed us a chart of like everyone in the company and who are all the managers in the company and wait can um can we do enfp extrovert don't don't ask me this intuitor <laughs> you're the one who feeler, casually spit it out like feeler <laughs> perceiver this is my best guess extrovert no, what's the n intuitor oh, Intuitive, oh. whatever intuition and, versus feeling i think no because the no? next one is feeling oh, damn it. um <laughs> uh, no. Feel, oh, yeah. Feeling and then perceiving. Yeah, and that's perceiving. Right. right. So then I'm like, I knew you were going to say this. I was like, I almost I almost looked it up. Um, but yeah. So, OK, I'm looking at a little chart now uh-huh. that makes me um, the campaigner, enthusiastic, oh, creative. Sexual. That seems like a CEO to me. No. What? It, the CEOs are <laughs> ETSJs. Um and so like that's the predominant um that's the predominant one um in the whole company and then i was like well why don't okay so here it is introvert or extrovert um what the s is warnet i well this is not in english okay you know what (laughs) for people people who love this i'm so sorry it honestly seems my sister in law like, is really into this, and she has a list of everybody in the family. Okay, and what their shit is. <laughs> so yeah, so it's intro- introvert, extrovert, sensors, and um, intuitive. So I, I was right about this. Thinkers or feelers, and then judgers or perceivers. So most of the company people were e- ETSJs, which would be extroverts, thinkers, sensors, and uh, judgers. Mm. And then I was like, well, what's the data? Like, I, and then they were like, we'll have to, that's such a great question, Grace. We're going to look it up and tell you the next day. And then it turned out that like the numbers were way skewed that ETSJs are predominantly men. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so you guys are all promoting like this one management style, um, which is like very, and I mean, my manager of the whole, of the plant I was at was like a classic, you know, just what you think of like yelling at people you know, boss being what I would say, like bossing right. people yeah. around, you know, like just, you know, all, only, no, you know, just very like no feelings, no emotions. Well, it's like skewed from the get-go because even those Myers-Briggs tests are sexist and also racist. I watched this great documentary about the making of Myers-Briggs actually by a mother-daughter duo but they they prescribe to you know females being more sensitive and feeling basically you know the borderline like gender roles oh 
So is that why? So yeah. So I guess I would take those on, except for the E and the I is like that's the only. So my problem in this company is that like because I'm an extrovert, I was just like, well, fuck this. Like I like I didn't, you know, like I didn't take well. I don't take well to like that leadership style right. at all. I've never, I never have. Like somebody who puts people down does not make a good leader in my mind. I'm like somebody who. I don't know. And that's I think that that's like all it comes down to and how they're thinking about these things is like, do you want like the assertive in charge, do what I say type mm-hmm. person? Kind of like a patriarchal father figure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then versus people who like use the input of the, the people around them. Like mm-hmm. just because I don't think I know all the right answers doesn't mean that that's not a good leadership thing yeah um and even women who there's studies like women who portray more quote-unquote like masculine um emotions and tendencies are more punished for those than men are because they are seen as bossy and they get what is that? Um, what are the when they rate you um, in corporate oh, America? Oh, like your competencies or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. they give you. Oh, uh, study performance reviews. That's what it's called. So they they these women who have these tendencies are usually like told to. Oh, you need really need to watch your tone. You can come across as abrasive. You need to be less judgmental. But of course, men are not punished for these the these things at all. I mean, that because that was the I got that like I fought them so hard. I was like, you can rate me whatever you want on like how I'm an accountant. But they rated my people skills like poorly one time on my performance review. And I'm like, I'm literally. Bitch, I love people. Well, and like I'm literally have built relationships with everyone from like the folks who work on the factory floor, who are the ones doing all the real work in the whole place Mm -hmm. to, you know, up to the, you know, senior management and stuff. And I'm like, I formed great relationships, but I sent one email, one strongly God worded email where I was like, I need someone to respond. I mean, I was at work at like 730 at night. I was like, I need somebody to respond to this. And I copied a bunch of people on it because the manager that I needed the information from wasn't was, answering, was not responding to me. And and I even ended it with like, thank you for your time or whatever. I'm like sure. It, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that was really, you know, I mean, that the manager was just pissed because I was calling them out for not doing their job. Like right. low key. But um, but and I was just like, you guys like this is these standards are ridiculous and like they would never put me in leadership positions in and like we had like little teams and stuff and I was just like well I'm really well qualified to run this one team and they would not put me on it they put on like another the other youngest person who worked there who was like you know classic dude that they (laughs) that they liked um you know and that was just like my yeah and then and then in my second company I was supposed to be part of a mentorship program Mm -hmm. they couldn't find anyone to mentor me because they didn't have enough women who were even in positions of power to be my mentors Mm, boy so it took them like six months to match me with a mentor after I said I wanted to do their program They were hoping you wouldn't do it, Loki. And and it's like, why? And also, like, why couldn't a man be my mentor? Right. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that, like, why? I mean, if that's who's available. But yeah, I had like some woman who worked at a different location who was my Hmm. my mentor. So it's 
Yeah, but I mean, that's just my, I'm, that's why I don't do well in that hierarchy. And I like, I would argue that like just the corporate hierarchy in and of itself is the patriarchy. Like they're one, they're one in the same. Yeah. Like the idea that like one would rise to the top. Right. You know. One to rule them all. Right. Like that's not, I think like if we lived in a feminist world, we would all work together in community and it wouldn't be on a hierarchy basis. Right. It would be more collaborative. Yeah, and take like whatever everyone. I mean, I think everything would run better that way. Who the, the people who are the experts in what they do, you know, why why is someone up like in companies? Somebody makes a decision about something all the time that they know nothing about because mm-hmm. someone five levels lower than them did research and gave them like a quick printout of what they didn't do. These people just literally they just sit in meetings and make shit up off the top of their heads. I mean, like in all. <laughs> Like, I mean, from what I've seen, that's what it looks like to me. And it's like whoever could just pretend like they know what they're fucking talking yes. about the best. Wins. And and traditionally, I think men are better at pretending that they know what they're talking about. Or they're they th- better at presenting that. They think they do. Also, or, like, that's proven. Men are delusional. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, like the, the confidence, like yeah. the score, like that they... Yeah, and so like they kind of just like fake their way through a lot of these. We consistently overestimate things. men and underestimate women, and they overestimate themselves. Yeah, and so, we underestimate and we under- ourselves. Like we don't. Yeah. We will typically not go for um, jobs that we probably are qualified for, or maybe they're a little above our level, but we could do it. Right. But we do, we only are judged by what we've previously done, and men are usually judged by their what they can offer what they could bring to the table like their potential and I think a lot of that also plays into traditional gender roles because women traditionally you think oh the future of a woman is she's going to be a mother so like that you I think they're always factoring that in like oh if we hire her for this position is she going to end up getting pregnant like four months later and then she's not going to be able to offer anything and that's why I think having family leave for both people, like then it makes it guar- right. guaranteed yeah, that everyone's going to take family leave. So that's not a factor in the, you know, in the decision making process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is like I, I always wonder that. I'm like, do they just think it's so funny, too, because there was this one young uh, and there were so few uh, women that worked where I worked but there was one young woman who would just adamantly say all the time I mean like almost like she was running through the hallways just being like I'm not having kids like I'm not having them <laughs> she I'm, wanted to make it clear she's like put me up for that promotion there are no babies do not worry but she, it's funny because she has two kids now I'm friends with her on Facebook um and you know but I mean like I'm it's not I'm not putting her down because I I get that. And yeah. also maybe she all I mean at the time I I believe that she believed that she didn't, didn't want to have kids, kids yeah. and wasn't going to have them. Um you know, but like they're you know, that's how they that's how they operate and it's like it's so hard you can't I don't think you can easily like it's so much cronyism and just like yeah, you're I mean if the if the men are already the leaders and they're going to get the other people who they relate to to go into different positions. Um yeah. So I think it's like almost natural that that's what occurs. Um and and there at my company there were all of the the women who were in management were all in HR. That was Yes, that 
That's what like, kept showing up in research is like, oh, women make up the most in HR, which yeah, so, makes sense. Relational. Then, well, relational, yes. But then also they end up being the bad guys who have yes. to ultimately like fuck the workers over, but like do it all sweet and with a smile or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's like not it's not cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, corporate America is so fucking weird, dude. And. Well, because it is, it is set up like a family. There was this one study where I was reading that, um, like, modern corporate America is based off the patriarch patriarchal family view. Um, this one guy based modern corporations, like, off of Jean Piaget's work. He was a child developmentalist or... Oh. Um, and so he was maintaining like the relationship between boss and worker is more like father child, you know? Oh, wow. And so the people who are in charge, the CEOs are going to be the fathers, the male figures, the mothers are going to be HR. They're going to be doing relational development. They're going to be t- taking care of the workers, like their feelings and their checking in. Yeah. They're ca- exactly cleaning. Um, just all the other yeah. work that needs to be done. I used to do that. Like yeah. I would do. Even that if that's shit. not your job. Like I think that falls on a lot of like, women who go into those environments they end up being like lunch girls even though that's not in their description at all or yeah coffee girls yeah i had to get the mail and i was in charge of fixing the copy machine what the (laughs) fuck like i was just like who made this my job like i don't know shit about the copy machine and they'd be like grace it's your time to call the guy although he was so sweet the guy who fixed the cop because i just had to call i mean i would troubleshoot it to the extent i was like damn that seems hard no it is hard but then like i'd have to reach out to him and like schedule like this is nothing to do with my job duty i have no idea why like you think somebody who's in it or something maybe would do that job i don't know um but yeah that it was definitely you know i mean that particular work environment was the most toxic one that i was in Mm -hmm. but um but i just definitely think that like that yeah i mean i think it all of this goes to the root of capitalism like i feel like we are making a mistake in trying to gain um equality within this fuck shit system a hundred percent yeah it's not gonna work also corporations are not families right they are not your. it's friend. not your fucking family it's the worker versus the company they use that language to manipulate you yeah i hate it so much that's what my previous job did too oh yeah they always <sighs> the family aspect we're a family we're just supporting each other bitch pay me a living wage right that's don't the... you care about your family that's what we want <laughs> um yeah i think um but but they say that both men and women equate strong leadership with attributes that are ascribed to men so this this and belief... to be honest i think i do like, it's just ingrained in us, man. It's what you see constantly in media. Yeah. Well, and... My I, dad was the breadwinner. My dad was a, uh, exe- a CEO of his company for a little bit. Like, Oh, wow. I just, didn't know that. Man, Zurich, North America. Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if yeah. you... Yeah, so you think like, oh... It's just what you see, man. But I don't know if it's the... 
um, you know, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's what we're used to seeing is what we see in all of our media. Mm-hmm. And even in I mean, these disparities like we know in film or I mean, we're starting to see that change like directors are yeah, usually that's men. True. Um, and um, and it's just like. And then I feel like there's this expectation of like you're supposed to, as a woman, you're supposed to like man up and in order to f- play with the big boys. Exactly. Kind of. Mimic everything that the male CEOs are doing in order to get to that position. Yeah. And that's for Undercut sure. Undercut people, step on people. And that's what I was trying to do like by tr- going to golf or whatever. Yeah. Like I was, oh my God. And then when I found my co- my other coworker afterwards and she like had her spot day, I was just like, motherfucker. Like, yeah, you I know? it was nice. I bet that was so nice for her. Um, <laughs> I fell in mud. <laughs> and I came back, yeah, and all muddied. Um, but I'm not a bad putter. Um, but okay. Okay. <laughs> that's from my years of mini golf experience. Um, <laughs> but if, you know, I think like we were just, we have to reshape the whole um, the whole narrative around this because – like as long as we keep looking at these people and also like we're really I saw this. as like top tier in society. I mean, these people are if you're a CEO, honestly, you're probably not a great person. I mean, it depends. <laughs> definitely. But it sure well, I mean, depends feel, on the company. Right, and I feel everything. that way about like the president, too. Like you have to be kind of insane to like think that you are the one. Yes. Oh, a hundred. Yes. Um, there is something wrong with you. I mean, but there's, there's got to be. Well, and that's the thing that I, I was watching this one video about, like how we're just insanely attracted to narcissists. And like, yeah. so all these like so a lot of these leaders end up being like narcissists but narcissists are incredibly charming and charismatic and we just get wrapped up in their whole shebang and then um then you want to bang yeah then you want to shebang (laughs) um but i think that that and that fascination with that and that's why i love elizabeth holmes i (laughs) no it (laughs) that bitch was crazy it's so fun did you watch her whole uh, it was like the, a whole, whole HBO documentary. documentary. Yes, woo! Yeah. Changed her voice. Look, she did. She did the whole thing though, but where she, she totally did. embodied the man. But like in a way, that's herself. exactly. And like it fucking worked. And she came out with such confidence. And yes. that's the thing. Like when you yes. watch what I like what she did is like she just went out and made herself like people do this all the time like anybody who has startups you're pitching a dream like that's yeah. the whole that's the whole venture capital community which by the way i think is like four percent women or something or or are in charge Damn. of venture capital firms so these are the people who were like you know, deciding where the money goes in where we invest money to create new things. And so you're just you have to like you have to believe that you're going to be the one. Right. You know, but I think that for in Elizabeth Holmes case, she um, I think that she probably like just continued to live the dream of what it was going to be even when she figured out that it was no longer feasible, you know. She, I, yeah, I feel like she was locked in and she was like, well, I'm going to keep fucking rolling with this. Right. Because at a certain point, like, how do you back off of that? And like, you've created this whole persona. But like, right. people do that shit all the time. But also, she was perfectly set up for this. Like, she's privileged from the get go. She's cute, blonde, smart, but white. not yeah. extremely smart. White. Yeah. Blonde, white. Um <laughs> Her dad also was a former Enron exec, um, so oh. that's where she got her money for the startup. 
So, and what does America love more than like a, a, a white woman in charge and empowered and, you know, she kind of cloaked everything in feminism. Right. You know. And that's where I think like white women need to like, because honestly, like the, it's white women who are perpetuating this whole idea that like, you can like the lean in lean in you can have it all yeah Yeah, just lean in just be more like white men yes and you'll and you'll make it and the Mm -hmm. truth is they still won't want you and here you've left all the other women behind and at what at which point it's still not feminism exactly so i think that that's like i don't know i i think that you know we should just we should just put black women in charge of everything and then we would all be a lot better off probably um um consistent trademarks of female ceos in 2021 i've found this whole article about it um women ceos are an average of four years older than their male counterparts because they have to uh work longer and harder to get to the same position makes sense plus child children perhaps i don't know because four, be, four years does really coincide with that yeah it does seem like right for uh school yeah yeah um women often are accentuating the power of teams which i think is really interesting so appreciation for others and they share credit more than a male ceo would um i think that kind of st- plays also into the female stereotypes because if you are a woman in charge and you um are more focused on yourself then you're deemed intimidating or too aggressive so they're really playing into oh these people help me build myself up but and that's but that's also the truth like i think that's what which no it is true yeah yeah, yeah. like that's what makes great teams and great leaders like yeah you take everyone's greatest strengths. But I mean, men don't necessarily have to do that. You know what I'm right, saying? They to just get where they're like, are. I, I did, I this, did I, it. Lift yourself up by your fucking bootstraps. Right. That whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So women women CEOs are more like um, staying humble and, and not overly confident. So they walk a fine line between that. And a more collaborative and nurturing, which are descriptive stereotypes of women, <laughs> uh, nurturing sentiment that they have. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it seems like if you emulate, like, you don't really win either way because if you emulate the the supposed masculine traits, then, mm-hmm. um, and also and also supposedly feminine traits are less valued. And right. like, it would also be good for us to promote male leaders who demonstrate feminine. Mo- yeah right i mean it's so hard to even i know talk about the bullshit of it all but that's yeah but (laughs) um right like how do we talk about it because our language is gendered right right like and like corporate america is classically gendered so i don't know we all know it's bullshit yeah (laughs) the one study did it communal traits versus competence and assertiveness i guess okay too but okay like yeah and so um, but yeah, I mean, that's not fair to say that like, of course there, yeah, I all, I definitely, actually I had a, I had a man I worked with who was so great. He trained me in my one job. I mean, was just the sweetest human and, um, really knew what he was doing and he was taking on a huge workload and I couldn't believe like this one promotion came up and they passed him over for it. And I was just like, is it because he's like, 
too soft-spoken and too like he certainly was not assertive or domineering Mm. in any way but like he knew his shit and like i had no question about that and they definitely knew it too but were they like no that's not what like a leader looks like you know um yeah it's definitely um and then and my boss and my one boss who was a woman in that job she she was excellent but she would openly just be like yeah I know everyone's calling me a bitch like I know and everyone was so she was so cool too and everyone like just was like oh like acted like she was so nasty but she was just like getting getting shit done done. yeah um and but yeah and wasn't getting any praise for that either meanwhile the boss over her like as best I could tell did little to nothing um (laughs) and I think that that's almost part of the game is like pretend like like look busy jesus is coming like i think that's kind of like in court in corporate jobs you're trying to like fly under the radar oh for sure i think i mean they just done studies where uh if you work a typical desk job you're only literally working like max three hours a day and then the rest is you're looking you're making up fucking tasks for yourself to please the boss or whoever's watching you everyone's constantly policing each other too yeah toxic toxic environment fuck corporate (laughs) right um, so I don't know if we want to necessarily, I mean, if we necessarily want to win in this, um, in this I know, sense. I know it's like, it's, yeah, it's like you damned if you do damned if you don't, it definitely, I don't have a good outlook on corporate America and like, yeah, who's ever in charge is, you know, and, and even when, um, you know, and then I see that like, perpetuated where when and then when women make it into management you know there's like this expectation um that they're supposed to be like um I've definitely been in a situation where they're supposed to kind of be like the fall guy you know what I mean like of the situation like having to um do the dirty work and then it's really hard to um to respect that but I've de- mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've had that situation with people I like genuinely liked and they're like I don't want to do this but they are telling me like that middle manager role yeah um Tomas Chamorro Prez Music sorry if I'm messing up that name um said in the Harvard Business Review so long as we continue to associate leadership with masculine features we can expect female leaders to be evaluated more negatively even when their performance is higher than that of their male counterparts and even when those who evaluate them are women so mm-hmm. i think we have to shift what we value and um right it would be a win for corporate america um I just read this book, Winner Take All, that I freaking love and um, I highly recommend. It's by Anand Girdadis and he said in the book that women's equality is a $28 trillion opportunity. This is what the market world people are saying. Mm -hmm. But it's like then the question is, is feminism, does it only matter when it ha- like fattens the bottom line, basically, right. that he kind of puts forth that question of like, everyone's all of a sudden now acting like they care and like, oh, because businesses realize like, wow, if you're not, if you're not actually using your most talented employees, mm-hmm. then you're going to make less money. And because we ha- because we haven't been treating women equally then that includes that, but I don't know if that's like a proper motivation either. Ah, uh, for equality in the workplace. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, women make up 50.8% of our U.S. population. They hold 57% of undergraduate degrees and 59% of master's degrees. I On paper, we're smart. <laughs> right. We did more. I saw that. It, do you, we have been getting more college degrees yeah. since 1988. So before we were even born. like, <laughs> And then still, um, you know, still there's not that path to progress. And like... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, um, you know, I think, and I think we just have to say again, like, black women are facing, like, the worst of this. Um, they, you, uh, they for every 100 men um, that are promoted, only 58 black women are promoted, and for every 100 male managers um, hired, only 64 black women are hired. Um, and so, like, then once you take that and you expand it out, mm -hmm. then at every level, there become fewer and fewer people that are available for the next level um, of promotion. Um, and they face and like what and they're facing from the beginning, like the idea that they are like that exact thing. They, right. they have yeah. the whole like you're an angry black woman thing going from day one so it's like how do you get stuff done in your organization and then having to be conscious um and they were saying that like um there are a lot of uh white people who think that they're allies in the workforce but like they're actually not um <laughs> so because when they actually like survey black women like the disparities between how many white people think they're allies mm. <laughs> versus how many <laughs> black women think they have allies yes it's like way way off base right um so i mean i think in your own workplace though like worker power like get together with the other people um who you work with and see like how yeah. you can support them and what they're doing. And maybe you need to highlight like your, you know, coworkers achievements more um, and help them get recognition because for the time being, like they're, we are going to be in this structure. Um, right. So I think that that's like a big. Yeah. Talk about what you do, what your everyday is with your other coworkers. Talk about what you make. Oh my it's God, not fucking illegal everyone. and stop having a stigma about telling people what you make and asking them what you make when you literally work for the same person. A lot of the time you find out that you're getting shortchanged. It's fucking bullshit. Right. Talk about money. And then, yeah, tell <laughs> then use that and leverage it against your boss. That's what I did at my fucking school. I was making $11 an hour and then I went and got another job to subsidize this and they were paying me right up front $15 an hour which at the time was the living wage in Asheville and then immediately they gave my friend who worked at the school a raise because they were paying me more do wow. that talk about fucking money guys we you, have the power you are the worker yeah you like Your boss don't they do need, shit right they need <laughs> you they need you and they're not gonna and like especially right now like oh my god this is you have more power than ever right than you've now. ever had we are at a turning point we can rise up we can take these motherfuckers and yeah so i mean i think we have to say like you know get together and if you see your coworker, you know out here i mean like and sometimes it's funny i said i remember saying this to um I remember saying this to a friend once. I was like, yeah, I work in a male-dominated industry. And she was like, 
what industry isn't male dominated? Mm. Um, I was looking it up for real estate today. Like even though like I think it's like 60% of real estate agents are women, but in terms of who actually owns companies, Mm. like way, way lower. Like there's there's just a huge – yeah, it's a huge disparity there too. Yeah. And then they and commercial real estate where all the money is at is dominated by men. Makes sense. Um but I think, you know, stop trying to play by their rules because I think mm-hmm. as long as we keep trying to fit into their mold, into their structure, like I I saw AOC gave this or was this like a Q&A when I was on my binge of watching everything she's ever said. Um and um but yeah, that's what she said. She's like, stop, stop trying to get on their path. Like, right. just stop. It's not going to work. It's not going to They're not going to make a seat at the table for you. Yeah, you can't, you have to stop waiting for Unless them. Unless you're a white woman. Well, yeah. And then they're, and then they'll make a seat at the table for you and use you mm-hmm. to be like, look, we did it. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And do you want to be that white woman? Wipe our hands off. Of. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> um, because that's, yeah, because ultimately, like, you're still gonna you're still gonna deal with the barriers at like when you're at that position level too um and you just left all of your all of your fellow women behind yep. um so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to the day when we can we can just get get rid of capitalism but yeah that's but for now, workers use your power. Also, we should get quotas for women on boards. They have that in Iceland where, women, like, I think 40%, if it's, like, a major company, mm-hmm. 40% of their board has to be one way, one way or the other, with men or women. And so oh. that that makes... I think that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so, like, they're... I mean, I think that's where, you know, quotas really work a lot but that's that's another barrier that of course um you know uh women and especially non-white women face is like then they have the whole like well you only got the job if you ever hear somebody saying shit like that to shut it down mm-hmm. <laughs> because i've i feel like i've definitely um heard that kind of talk before yeah. and it's like never true i mean it's just factually untrue um so, yeah, I think you can you can start to demand representation um, in the place where you work too. just be like, hey, how come none of my manager, you know, none of my managers look like me or look like, you know, or look like the workforce. Like right. The management should reflect that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.